Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We are full-blown in summer. The first week of June has passed by. How are you? My kids started their first week in one of their camps and they are enjoying themselves. And I'm enjoying some time waking up about 30 minutes to an hour later than my usual. So that's good. It may sound like a little bit, but it really, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, does make a difference. So I'm enjoying myself. How about you? I hope you kicked up your summer in a nice way. Um, do you have any travel plans? Like I told you, I'm going to go to Puerto Rico and I'm super excited about that. Haven't been in three years and I'm just ready. Just ready to go and ready or not so ready to see my niece getting married. Cannot believe it. Um, makes me feel a little bit old, but makes me feel very excited that she's starting this new chapter in her life. Paola, if you're listening, all my love to you. Okay, so let's dig into what I have for you today because it is juicy, my friends. This is probably the thing, <gasps> the thing that we talk about the most in one way or another uh, in my coaching group with my clients and with other people that want weight loss and not necessarily are my clients. But it is a very, very, very common subject in weight loss. And it's probably the number one reason we are resistant to even consider losing weight. At least that's how I was. It is probably the reason why you have diet trauma. It is one of the reasons you have been plateauing for longer than a couple of months. It is one of the things we fear the most when it comes to weight loss and one of the most common reasons we overeat. And I'm talking about our friend, hunger. Yes, yes, our friend, hunger. Because who likes being hungry? If you're a healthy, quote-unquote, normal human being, your brain will hate, hate being hungry. It will be afraid, terrified of being hungry. And it will go out of its way to prevent feeling hungry. So let's start by defining hunger. I went to the Googles to look up definitions for hunger. And the Merriam-Webster's definition was the one that resonated the most for our purposes here. The Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines hunger as an uneasy sensation occasioned by the lack of food. An uneasy sensation occasioned by the lack of food. I have a little, this is definition is for me not perfect because the lack of food, I would put quote unquote, I don't necessarily define it by the lack of food. I would define this as the uneasy sensation occasioned by the body's perception of lack of food. But that's just me. <laughs> the Chris Berlin Jerry MD definition. I found this other one too, which is kind of like the second best that I found. 
which is a feeling of discomfort or weakness. This one is a little bit more extreme. A feeling of discomfort or weakness caused by lack of food coupled with the desire to eat. Again, this one is a little bit too dramatic for me too um, because again, it, it implies the lack of food because you can be hungry and have food in front of you. So I don't think the lack of food necessarily is part of the definition of being hungry or of hunger. So let's redefine this. Hunger is a sensation in our body. It's an uncomfortable or an uneasy sensation in the body, which indicates the body is sensing a quote-unquote lack of food. So that's my definition. It's a sensation in our body. I don't even add the uneasy. My definition, Chris Bollingeri MD's definition is hunger is a sensation in our bodies which indicates the body sensing a quote-unquote lack of food. And I would even change food to energy, lack of energy or diminished energy. And I want to clarify that in this context, again, Feelings and sensations are not the same. That's why I said sensation. A sensation starts in our body and travels to our brain. For example, hunger, thirst, physical pain, you get stabbed with a nail or you, you step into something hot. A feeling, on the other hand, like I have taught you, starts in our brains with a thought. And that thought triggers a chemical cascade and the feeling is the physical experience of that chemical cascade. So feeling starts, feeling start with a thought, sensation starts in our body with a physical sensation and travels to the brain. And I want to make this distinction because we can have the physical sensation of true hunger, but we also can create the feeling of hunger with our thoughts. And that's why I've stopped watching cooking shows and food porn, because then you're like, mmm, that looks so good. Mm, I wonder how that would taste. Oh, like all of those thoughts create desire and can trigger the sensation of hunger when we're not truly hungry. So again, today I want to focus on the sensation of hunger, because it is, again, a common coaching subject with my clients and with myself. And again, I want to repeat my definition of hunger is a sensation in our bodies, which indicates the body is sensing a, a lack of energy or diminished energy. So like I mentioned before, our brain hates being hungry. When the brain gets the signal of hunger, it panics. And this makes sense, right? As you know, the sole purpose of our brain the primal brain is to keep us safe. Food is a basic necessity for the human body. We need food to survive. Without it, we're going to die, period. So when it senses hunger, when your brain senses hunger, your brain literally makes it mean that there is an emergency and impending death. Impending death. We're hungry, we're going to die. And this is important for us to understand so we know why it could be so uncomfortable to be hungry. The brain will do whatever it needs to do to keep you safe. And that's why hunger feels like someone pulled a fire alarm in our bodies. It is something the brain has evolved to respond 
promptly bypassing your mother and thinking part of your brain. Bypassing that part that's interested in your goals. The primal brain is like, well, it seems like we're going to die. So no point in thinking about goals. Let's get food now. That's why you could get a headache and angry and snappy and unable to focus, etc. That's why the term hangry. The brain will send all those messages to alert you to eat. And that's why when you go on these crash diets like shakes, pills, cutting back major food groups, or a very calorie restricted diet, you can only do it for so long. It's not like your lack of willpower because you're weak. No. It's because you actually have a wonderfully functioning brain who is watching out for your survival. It thinks you will die and it will send intense cravings and desire for food. And then that's why probably you end up gaining all the weight plus some more after those rigorous, unsustainable diets. And that's how diet trauma develops. After doing these types of diets on and off, on and off, your body then becomes hyper aware of the hunger. And you may even find that with each diet, you last less time on it because the body is already sensitized. It is traumatized. So again, there is nothing wrong with you if you have experienced this or are experiencing this. This was my exact story. That's why this last time when I decided to lose weight, I knew it had to be something different. I was just not going to put my body through that stress again. I just didn't want to deal with it. And that's why my recommendations, if you want to lose weight permanently, you need to do it the way you want to live your life. You need, to, you need it to be sustainable. Be gentle with your body. Don't send the signal that it's going to die. So then, let's say you decide to embark on your weight loss journey, this time differently, like me, eating when hungry and stopping at enough, right? Notice that I say eating when hungry. But then you may eat just in case you get hungry later, even if you're not hungry at the moment. Or, oh, well, I will eat more now because I don't know if I will be able to eat later and I don't want to get hungry later. And you may incur in other forms of overeating because of that diet trauma. You're terrified of hunger and go on any measures to avoid feeling hungry. And like I say, my friend, you have to eat when hungry. So you need to be willing to experience hunger. You need to be willing to wait until you get hungry. Some level of hunger is normal and is expected for weight loss. I actually want you to wait until you get hungry. And I understand that you may be traumatized and you may, and you may not be aware of it, but just think about it. Sometimes, like all of my clients at some points have expressed this to me. Oh, I just ate. I wasn't hungry. I ate because I was afraid of getting hungry later. Or, oh, I overate. I served myself more because I was afraid of getting hungry later. But I want to tell you that feeling some level of hunger, we want you to wait until you're hungry. And also, when you lose weight, 
no matter if you want to lose 150, 10, or 5 pounds, any amount of weight that you want to lose, when you're starting to lose weight, your body senses an emergency. Our bodies are actually designed to conserve energy. And the way we conserve energy is a stored body fat. So when you lose weight, it means you're losing energy. And because our bodies are designed to conserve energy, when you start losing weight, it's going to panic. You're like, oh no, like we, we are going to die here. We're losing energy. We don't want to do that. So then it's going to send those hunger signals. So you eat more. Your body wants to keep that energy. And the way to keep it is for you to eat more. So what I'm trying for you to see is that some level of hunger is expected. Again, I want you to be, to wait until you're hungry. But then you're going to experience as you start losing weight, some increased hunger signals. It's going to occur like in waves. Usually after we hit a plateau, you lose a couple of pounds, you stay there. And then when you try to bust that plateau, you're going to experience a little bit of more hunger. That's expected. And yes, hunger feels uncomfortable for all the reasons that I explained. But we make it worse. We intensify the hunger by thinking that it is a problem to be hungry. Thinking things like, oh no, something has gone wrong. Or, oh, I shouldn't be hungry now. Oh, oh my God, this is terrible. Or saying, oh, this is not fair. This is not fair that I'm hungry. Like seriously, just think of another context when you were hungry if you thought that it wasn't fair. Let's say you were waiting for your meal and the people took longer than expected for, for your food to be delivered. You weren't thinking like, oh, this is unfair that I have to wait for my food that I'm so hungry. I remember whenever I would be trying to bust a plateau, I would tell my husband, oh my God, I'm so hungry today and I have eaten pretty much what I regularly eat. And he would remind me, he would say, baby, this is your, your body complaining because it is about to let go of the next couple of pounds. So the next time you feel hunger or find yourself overeating or wanting to overeat in order to avoid hunger, what if nothing has gone wrong when you feel hungry? What if you think this is the part of my weight loss journey in which I feel hungry? Or I'm hungry, that must mean I'm about to bust this plateau. Or you can tell yourself, oh, how human of me to be hungry. My brain is doing what it's supposed to be doing. It is trying to protect me. And then this is when having a plan is so important because when you have made your 24-hour plan, you can tell your brain, look, I have planned for us an amazing meal. We're hungry now, and I know it is uncomfortable, but I have taken care of us. We will be fine. Nobody will die. Also, think about times when you have had to go without food for other reasons. For example, a medical procedure. Before your delivery, if you're going to have a colonoscopy, a surgery. You had to go NPO, nothing by mouth. And you were hungry, and you didn't make it mean anything. You just did it because you had to do it. You had no drama about it. 
or the times that you haven't eaten for one or two days because you were so sick. That, that happened to me in February. I had a nasty GI virus and I went two days without eating. I just couldn't hold anything down. No drama there, right? I mean, I was feeling sick, but I didn't mean it like, oh, this is so awful. I'm going to die because I haven't eaten. In that moment, not eating was the best thing to do for my body because I was not keeping anything down. Or when you fast for religious reasons. When you're fasting on purpose for religious reasons, you connect more to God. You don't focus on, oh my God, I'm so hungry. How unfair. No. You have a purpose. You have a reason. Connecting with God. So in all of these examples that I've placed, we're not making hunger mean anything has gone wrong. We don't make it mean it is disordered eating. We don't make it mean it is not self-loving. In these instances, the experience is different and not a torture because we're thinking about it differently. And for the record, this is not for you to go on extreme diets or prolonged fast. No, 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 not at all. This is not what I'm recommending because this is exactly what causes the diet trauma in the first place. What I want you to see and what's important to understand is that some hunger is normal and is expected during your weight loss journey. And the experience of it is going to depend on wh what you make that hunger mean, how we interpret that hunger. You can either intensify it by resisting it or by making it mean something horrible. Or you can just be open to it and, ma and make it a smoother ride. It's just part of it. We're going to eat later. I'm losing weight right now. Also, whenever we judge the hunger, like this shouldn't be happening, we close ourselves to curiosity. And curiosity is so helpful because remember, you can also have increased hunger because you haven't slept well, you have been under more stress, maybe you were sick the week before and your body's trying to compensate for that with increased hunger, maybe you haven't, you are not drinking as much water as before. There could be other reasons of why are you more hungry. But when we judge it, when we resist it, when we are like, oh, this shouldn't be happening, this is terrible, then most likely, if you're like anything like me, you're going to end up overeating because you're making it mean that it's a problem. So again, next time you feel hunger, just be open to it. Say, this is the part of my, I'm being a normal human. This is the part of my weight loss journey where I feel hunger. And let me see, have I been sick? Have I been sleeping less? Have I been more stressed? Have I been drinking my water? Or have I been just in a plateau and this is just my body signaling that it wants to hold on to my body fat because it's doing what it's designed to do. And the way it tells me that we're about to lose that fat is by increasing my hunger signals. Because our bodies, again, are designed to store energy, not to lose it. So thank you, body. Thank you, body, for being so kind. Thank you, body, for trying to protect me. 
But listen, look at the plan that I've made for you. We're going to be fine. We're not going to die. I've got this. Okay? If you have any questions or comments regarding to this, feel free to let me know. ChrisBordingeriMD.com forward slash podcast. I would love to know your comments about this. Or if you have any questions that I can help you with, it would be my honor. I love you. Have a fabulous beginning of the summer and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend and also you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.